Imagine, if you will, missing a child for 46 years. We're going to talk about Kurt Newton and today's episode of Unsolved, the state of Maine. I'm Alexander Dartarian. And I'm Dominic Sykes. And this is The Dartarian Show. Now, Kurt Newton is a young, young boy who went missing in a state park in Maine, a national state park in Maine. Yeah, state parks have a reputation for a lot of people going missing in them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, We get our information today from an article written by Mary Halberg and also WebZeus.com. Indeed. So if you guys know her, big shout out to her. She has a YouTube channel. Uh, Big thank you to Mary Halberg, Halberg, if I can say her name right, Mm -hmm. Uh, and WebZeus.com. So... They're 46 years is a long, long time to yeah. be missing a child. At that point, I think most people give up hope. Definitely give up hope, but I think um, also um, kind of come to terms with it and accept it mm-hmm. in that amount of time. I mean, I, I can't even imagine you know losing a child to begin with, but you definitely it would you it would never go away that feeling ever. Yeah. It's every parent's but, fear, but they would definitely have accepted the fact that they probably were never going to see him again. Yeah. All right. Kurt Roland Newton was born on July 28th, 1971 to his parents, Ronald and Jill Newton. He also had an older sister named Kimberly. Kurt grew up in Manchester, Maine, uh, close to the border, Southern border of the state as a young child neighbors, described him as the loveliest, sweetest toehead kid you ever saw. What's a toehead kid? I have no idea. I literally <laughs> sounds just, like it might be an insult, but you know. Yeah, I recently just figured or I just heard that term. Uh Trey was talking about toe headed kids. I wonder what that means. I have no idea. Let me look it's it up like real quick. Pointy. I'll I'll look it up while you're or you're going to the next Yeah, it's like pointy head. Okay. It comes to a point. Oh okay. Like not a cone head, but out of the forehead. Uh Oh, sorry. It's a, a toehead is someone who has very light blonde hair. Yeah. It's most common to describe blonde children. Um, and a true toehead has hair so light that it's nearly white. Oh, okay. So, uh, there you go. His mother said that he was the sweetest boy mm-hmm. and would just, uh, you know. He had a sweet face. And all around, just a really good kid. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, He was shy and never liked to be too far from his mom's side for very long. Mm -hmm. He also didn't like going into the woods. Understandable. (laughs) One day when he wouldn't go in 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 with his sister, his he told his mom it was because there were monsters in there. Oh. Yep. Over a Labor Day weekend in 1975, the Newtons decided to take a family camping trip. They traveled to Natanas Point Campground, a remote area in Chain of Ponds Township, just a few miles from the main Quebec border. No doubt that a four-year-old Kurt and a six-year-old Kimberly should have had a great time on this trip, but that Sunday morning, things took a turn. 
uh, I found very few different time frames for when Kurt may have been last seen. Mm-hmm. So they, they don't really have a, uh, a definitive, definitive time. Yeah. time. But most of them fall between 10 and 11 Sunday morning. Okay. Kurt's mom was washing a pair of muddy shoes. It had rained a lot that weekend, and there was plenty of mud in the area. Mm-hmm. His sister was playing, and his dad was leaving or leaving to get firewood. A neighboring camper said Kurt called out for his dad as he pedaled away on his tricycle. Okay. Most sources said that the last person to see Kurt was 11-year-old Lou Ellen Hansen. Just another kid in the area? or Yep. She called out to him asking if he knew where his parents were, huh. but he didn't answer her and kept pedaling. Hmm. Less than an hour later, Kurt's tricycle was found undamaged on a steep rise by a dump site just under a mile from the campyard. Oh, campground. Wow. Do you think he pedaled it all the way over there? Or do you think somebody just dropped it there? A mile? I mean, a mile's a long way to pedal. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, that was a stupid question. Sorry. He's a little kid. He's not going to yeah. pedal for a mile <laughs> on uh, a tricycle. Yeah. The tricycle was found by John Hansen, a volunteer caretaker at the campground, and Lou Ellen Hansen's father. Mm. At the time, he didn't think much of it. Nobody realized Kurt was missing yet. Right. So he figured a kid had just left it there. He brought it back to the campsite, and that's when Kurt's mom started to get concerned. Yeah, there's the tricycle, but where's the boy? Yeah. She asked campers if they had seen Kurt, but none of them had. When she learned his tricycle had been found out at a dump, she said, my God, someone's taken him. Mm. Kurt was reported missing by the campground owner at 12.22 p.m. So Why even if he had went... the owner reported missing instead of his parents? Uh, I don't know. Maybe the 70s. That was a big thing. It was a, it's a national state park, so they got to call state police. Uh, I guess it makes sense. Uh, also, I mean, the parents probably were frantic. Well, that and they probably went to the campground dude and was yeah. like, hey, can you, uh, can you get somebody out to search? You know, that and also what I mean, what, you know, like with other parents, like other missing kids cases, there's one case that was down south and it took five days for her to report him missing. I never I don't understand that. Yeah, exactly. So even if he went missing at 11, I mean, 1222, that's like over a little over an hour. That's that's an acceptable time. Yeah, uh, understandable one. Especially in 1975 when kids just wandered off. Yeah. Um, the search and investigation. From here, the investigators embarked on what would come to be known as the biggest search in Maine's history. All the roads and trails within five miles, five mile radius of the camp, the dump and its surrounding area, the campyard and buildings on or near it were all searched multiple times. Military helicopters and bloodhounds were brought in, but they didn't find much. Right. Some some reports say that the bloodhounds were delayed. Why? They don't know. They huh. were delayed for up to a day to to get them in there to yeah. And and uh, probably just obviously like some, and they uh, they couldn't get the scent because there was too many people around. Oh, man. Supposedly, so no traces of Kurt were found in the area where his tricycle had been located. Mm-hmm. If he'd been walking around in this area, his shoes would have been. V- easily visible prints in the wet sand. This reminds me of my search and rescue series. Yes, absolutely. But none were found. The road beyond the dump wasn't really conducive to walking. It was overgrown with bushes and trees, including trees that had fallen across the road. So it's not likely he could have gone this way. 
No tricycle tracks were found on the road either, but it's presumably because the wheels of a tricycle were smooth. Uh-huh. They, I still think they would have made indentation or something. Yeah. Just before dark on the night of the 31st, Jill Newton thought she heard a child's voice in the woods near the dump. Huh. She called out to Kurt for about 15 minutes, but never got a response. Do you think he was he was out there, out and around there? It's hard to say because she wants to find her son so bad, mm-hmm. and it's dark. And you know how I say the darkness plays yeah. tricks on your mind. I, I think see. she really I, wanted to hear him. Yeah, I, I think that if you wanted it badly enough, your brain could kind of but convince in, you of it. In Maine, there's owls. Yeah, there's. I think there is there elks. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so uh, there's a lot of things in the woods at night that can make sounds that sound like yeah. a three-year-old child. Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, this it, it this already is is a very weird yeah situation. A lot of stuff that's not adding up. Yeah. Uh, Ronald Newton told investigators, uh, other researchers couldn't find anything either. They couldn't find anything. Got never got a response. Nothing. Not a single clue. Nope. Ronald Newton told investigators that he and a friend would be calling out for Kurt every hour from different areas for the rest of the night. Hmm. That night, temperatures were below freezing. Oh, my goodness. Kurt, and Kurt could not have survived very long if he was outside, that outside with no shelter. No. The next day, dogs caught a scent of Kurt's pajamas, but nothing else. Early on, Ronald Newton hurt his ankle and was limited in, in what he could do but continued to call out for his son every night. Mm-hmm. The search These was officially parents, called man. off on September 12th. Oh, that would be the most heart-wrenching, heart-wrenching thing ever. Yeah, absolutely. You're sitting there, you're, you're desperately, desperately trying to find your son. Every single day that goes by is another day that is, is you haven't found him, and it's, it's horrible. And then you finally get to a point to where they're like, okay, well, we have to stop the search, and then what do you do? I mean, you're mm-hmm. still going to keep looking by yourself, but... Absolutely. It's just in my, in my I, I couldn't possibly imagine how bad that how bad that would be. Altogether, more than three thousand searchers traveled twenty thousand miles and spent over two thousand hours looking for Kurt, but they found very little. In addition to their searches, everyone at the court campground was interviewed. One camper claimed she saw a white station wagon at the campground just after Kurt was last seen. Mm-hmm. According to her the station wagon drove away so fast it left a cloud of dust behind. And when was this? Sorry. Do you know, like... She, one camper claimed they interviewed everyone. Uh, but, but was this during the uh, the events where he went missing? That the station wagon tore off? Or was this, like... It's just... He, she saw it. That's, they at, interviewed at her point. and she saw it, yeah. Well, the reason I was asking is because I, I just wanted to figure out if, 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 if the station wagon was, like, peeling out, like... On the day that the kid went missing, you know, because I mean, that could be I'm suspicious. assuming that, you know, it was just after he was last seen. So, right, yeah, yeah, it was like the day of, which would lead them to believe that, oh, well, maybe he took the kid, you know, or whatever, whatever, yeah. would have the station wagon peeled out, tore off like that. That's kind of suspicious, you know, but no white station wagons were registered at the campground and no one else had seen the car. Hmm. Might just be one of those uh, attention grabber things, or it could have been a different color and yeah. Altogether, I mean, how often do you see a car peel out? Yeah, and you just like, oh, I'm gonna remember that car for a while. And <laughs> yeah. then they're like, what color was that car? Oh, jeez, oh. white maybe. <laughs> uh, and investigators didn't suspect foul play. They thought Kurt had probably left the campsite, gotten lost, coming back, 
and that was uh, per state police officer, Lieutenant G. Paul Falconer. Mm. This is his quote. From the beginning, we never discounted the possibility that Kurt was abducted, but there are no facts to indicate he's not in the woods. So it, it could be that he, sorry, uh, got a little bit lost in the woods or, think or he just went, got wandered lost. off, got lost, yeah. and they just have not been able to find him. Or he could have been abducted. Yeah. And that's where we're at right now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, according to state police detective Richard Cook, head of the investigation at the time, quote, with so many children available in the cities, why would a kidnapper come to one of the most remote campgrounds in the state hoping to find a child riding a tricycle alone down a deserted road, end quote. Hmm. Um, maybe it was like a opportunity, like a, a case of opportunity where he wasn't planning on taking a child, but like did he's like, holy crap, opportunity There's a child yeah. <laughs> like I'm going to grab him. And there one's around. Uh-huh. Uh, but Kurt's parents still thought he had been abducted, possibly taken to Canada. They stayed in the area for two more weeks before returning to Manchester. About two years later, when Kurt would have been starting school, they mailed his missing persons posters to every school district in the county, uh, in the country, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. This process took about six months and cost over $5,000. That's smart, though, yes. because if somebody did abduct him and assuming that they didn't you know, kill him and mm-hmm. they just kidnapped and raised him or whatever, then you know they could probably put him in a school and then with these posters going around, they'd be able to... Yeah. To find him. Some schools replied with pictures of the students who looked like Kurt. Oh, man. Police investigated these leads, but none of them led anywhere. There have been several reported sightings of Kurt over the years, but none have been confirmed to be him. One man said he saw a boy matching Kurt's description while camping in the Canadian Rockies that huh. same week. Two wait- waitresses claimed to spot a boy matching his description in their restaurant in Vermont. The boy was eventually found, and it wasn't Kurt, about four minutes after he disappeared. There had been another reported sighting in New Orleans. This boy was very shy, just like Kurt, and only answered to the names that had a K sound. Huh. The boy was later identified, and he was not Kurt. Oh, man. After an article about Kurt's disappearance was published in an issue of Yankee Magazine in 1979, even more people came forward claiming that they'd seen Kurt. But none of these leads panned out either. Oh, man. I just feel terrible for the parents. Absolutely. And for Kurt, of course. So, recently in 2017, it got brought back in the limelight. Like, Mm -hmm. it had been, you know, like, you know, cases get forgotten. Of course, you know, other cases come up. But in 2017, it had a resurgence. Because a woman claimed to be Jennifer Klein. Jennifer Klein was three years old when she disappeared from Mob, Utah on May 25th, 1974. Huh. Like Kurt, she was camping with her family, and there's speculation that she fell into a Colorado River and drowned. Oh, wow. Yeah. The woman who claimed to be Jennifer Klein said she was abducted by members of a satanic cult. What? Who had also kidnapped Kurt Newton as well as Eaton Pats. Are you serious? Eaton Pats was six years old when he disappeared in New York City on the May 26th. That is crazy. In 2017, Pedro Hernandez was convicted of kidnapping and murdering Eaton, but his body was never found. Oh, man. 
I rem uh, so I mean I remember hearing about this woman. I don't know if you have uh, who claimed to be Jennifer Klein. I did uh, not hear that. No, but there's no like. I think that it was pretty much a hoax. Oh, so there wasn't any proof yeah. or anything like that. Yeah, there's no proof that that her claim is real, and there's no proof that it's not right. But satanic cults. No, I don't buy that at all. Yeah. Well, uh, not that there isn't any kind of cult, but it's it's true Satanism isn't isn't. So before I like yeah no before I read the speculations and everything that uh, Mary Hallberg graciously wrote down, uh, probably not for our use, but you know just because she wrote an article is awesome. Uh, what what are your theories? What do you think happened to Kurt and Amy? It's hard because, like we, I said, we talked about this kind of stuff when we, when we did search and rescue. Um, mm-hmm. Even though that was you know fake. Um, well, it sounds like a, it could be true. Well, with this case, it seems yeah, at least based off of it. Um, I don't know. I mean, I if the station wagon is is was was a real thing, if she actually did see the station wagon peeling off. I think it is. It's quite possible he could have been abducted. I feel like if he had just wandered off, they probably would have found him or some sign of him at some point. Um, then again, know. woods the are, woods are yeah. are uh, you know it's it's hard. Um, but yeah, I w- I would go probably for the abducted theory. Um, just because that's unfortunately something that happens way too frequently. Um. That's probably what I'm going to go with. My theory is yeah. that he was he was probably abducted. Now I don't know if he survived. Um, if the person that abducted him killed him, or just like I said earlier, uh, raised him, or I I don't know if you could call it raising, but I think that's what most people kept them want to happen. Yes, as it, but I'm going to be the 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 bad person here, the pessimist. Yeah, the pessimist. I think he was abducted. Mm. by a pedophile mm. and murdered the taken taken somewhere and murdered yeah. uh or if you want to go the lost route uh i think that maybe just probably died of exposure somewhere died of exposure or eaten by an animal mm-hmm. uh poor kid we also um uh, it's it's so hard because there's so many animals up there that could have eaten him Bear, basically, lions. and he was only like three or four. I mean, he was a small a little kid. Yeah. Um, I'm wondering why the speculation didn't fall on the parents because that's usually where it goes. Um, I think they probably it probably might have did at first, um, but I think that they probably had ended up clearing them. Yeah. Um, pretty definitively. I mean, they were very, very like they were out there. The dude, yeah, like they were searching, broke his searching, ankle searching. and was like, and we're only saying we're right. not trying to put any, no, uh, no. Uh, put any uh, desperation or um, it was a dis disparaging. We're not trying to disparage the current uh, parents at all. No, no. Um, I I wouldn't know how to act exactly anything like that. So I mean, I I just I was just wondering why they weren't like you know because like, you know how, like every missing child there's a tr- child one of the first that suspects yeah. would be the parents and was, that's the sad thing about it because that happens that happens all the time. Yeah, uh, uh, parents well, recent, kill their kids and then act like they're you know yeah, black looking Chris Watts. A recent disappearance was Summer Wells. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people were throwing speculation at her parents. And stuff. Well, so it was the same with um, yeah. Joe Benet 
John Benet Ramsey. John Benet Ramsey yeah. or Joe Benet Ramsey. Yeah, but we'll get into that because we're going to do that episode. Yeah. Because that one, uh, there's a lot of uh, speculation that we're mm-hmm. throwing around on there. Yep. Uh, but yeah, I think as sad as it is, um, he probably was uh, abducted. Yeah. Um, but the, again, I, I'm kind of torn. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I feel like the bike being where it was a mile away, that, that doesn't is, look good. That at all. is the thing that I think leads the most towards him not Abduction. just getting lost in the woods. Yeah. Because he obviously did not ride that tricycle a mile over to that uh, that area yeah. by himself. You know, I think that probably he was abducted and that the tricycle was dropped in that area. So there are a few theories hmm. that he wandered too far and deep into the woods to be found, fell into a body of water, or was in fact abducted. The most talked about theory I've seen... Uh, and also me personally have seen he was killed by a wild animal. Mm. They, there was a report that a captive bear had been released in the area just before Kurt was last seen. And some people have suggested that a mountain lion was responsible. Mm -hmm. However, based on everything that we know about animal attacks, they, this couldn't really have happened without leaving some kind of some blood. Yeah. Something. I mean, for one, bears really don't eat people like that. Uh, grizzlies do, but they're more like predatorial. And yeah. polar bears, of course, but there's no polar bears in Maine. Yeah. So uh, a mountain lion I could see, but, I mean, yeah, he would have dragged the body away, but there would have been a, quite a bit of blood where Probably, he had yeah. killed, killed him and stuff. But uh, there's, also, uh, there's also a huge speculation that the police had tunnel vision in this case. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were convinced that he was simply lost and didn't even consider any other possibilities. Right. Uh, you know, like the tricycle. Yeah. Could he have been found or could he have just gotten lost in the woods? Uh, And it was impossible for them found, even though a meticulous search was performed. They probably did too. That was probably, they were like, Oh, it's a state park. You know, he's, he's lost. Yeah. They probably did have tunnel vision on that. A hundred percent. Uh, Kurt Ronald Newton was last seen on August 31st. 1975 that poor kid at Natanos point condolences of course to his parents and yep. chain everybody. of ponds township maine his case is classified as a non-family abduction yes at the time of his disappearance kurt was four years old three feet one inch tall and 35 pounds he was a white male with strawberry blonde hair and blue eyes very light blonde hair. Yep. He was last seen wearing a navy blue jacket with baseballs on it, a navy blue sweatshirt with the word Manchester across the front, and a red jersey, red and black corduroy pants, mismatched white socks, and brown shoes. And anybody that's thinking, oh, well, it's been way too long now, it is never too late to be able to get closure. Ever. He would, he would be 49 years old. Mm-hmm. It is never too late. So, uh, and if you guys have any information about the disappearance of Kurt Newton, please you can contact, contact the authorities. Yep, you can contact the Maine State Police at 207-289-2155 or the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children at 1-800-THE-LOST. And that number is 1-800-843-5678. So if you have any information about Kurt Newton or any other missing child, please contact that National Center for Missing Explorer Children 
And if you have any information about Kurt Newton, please contact your either the local police or, the, or those two numbers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we would love to have that conclusion to him come home. Yeah, there would be nothing better than to be able to yeah. do an episode like a part two and be like, hey, you know. Uh, other people wonder, wonder, there's another speculation that uh, why wasn't the caretaker uh, interviewed, the one who found the tricycle? That's because, a good question, too. Yeah, and why was he out there? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I understand it was a caretaker. And, and it also begs the question, his daughter asked, exactly. hey, where are your parents at? Yeah, and then when he just kept going. Yeah. Mm, yeah so i i kind of i don't want to i don't want to say that yeah. he might have something to do with it but i'm just it saying the police the police should not have had tunnel vision no. they should have did their job properly mm-hmm. they should have had one unit Seems looking like for a, a trend on here doesn't it, <laughs> it especially in the 70s them. and 80s and yeah. stuff i just think that they just didn't care or maybe they cared and just didn't have the the, the means the resources. to be able to but I mean, once once someone gets something in their head that they're like oh this is definitely what happened mm-hmm. then it's That's hard it. to Convince you know, of anything else. Yeah, not everyone Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. You know. But uh so that was um episode unsolved episode for Maine. Uh it, it was a very sad one and yeah, we, our hearts go out to, to the parents and the family of Kurt Newton and uh thank you again to Mary Hallberg for that wonderful, wonderful article. You guys can go check her out at she has a YouTube channel. Uh, she a very well written article, uh, and also webseus dot com. Uh, if uh, obviously there's been hundreds of cases that have been solved through webseus dot com, uh, so it's a great it's a great platform for people to come together and try to solve these cold cases yeah. that are uh, so near and dear to my heart. At least I love trying to solve these cold cases, see what happened to these these people and mm-hmm. stuff, and. Kids are always the worst. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, so thank you guys for listening. Uh, next week will be this, uh, will be nursery rhymes. Mm. We're going to go through nursery rhymes and we're going to see maybe they like what are they, uh, what are the bit, true stories behind a little bit them? darker than the, uh, yeah, than what your childhood nursery rhymes made you feel like. Absolutely. And also after that episode, we're going to go dive deep into the scrumptious. Donner party. Scrumptious? Yes. I hate that word. That's a the, terrible the word. The cannibal ridden Donner party. Don't use scrumptious yes. to describe the Donner yep. party. Ugh. So thank you guys for listening. We will see you next week with those nursery rhymes and have a good night. <laughs>